1 Timothy 6.12. And when you're there, just say amen. Amen. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life, which you were also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Father, I thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you, Lord, for the word. And, Father, I pray that as we continue to, to, to look at faith, that, that Lord, that the, even so today, that the gift of faith would rise up, you know, on your people, Father, that we would begin to, uh, to recognize that without faith, Lord, it's impossible to please you as you word says. So Father, I pray, anoint my words today, but Lord, let, let, there, be, let there be something that resonates in us today to, to grow our faith at a greater level. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to talk about fighting the good fight of faith. You know, we've, uh, we've been on a course over the last, um, I'd say maybe month now that, um, that, that I've been preaching and teaching on faith. And um, just, just as a quick reminder to come back to, faith is, you know, any, anytime you see the word faith in the Bible, you know, you'll see something that's, that's attached to it very often. And, you know, Hebrews 11.1 1 says faith is. So we're getting a definition of what faith is, and faith is the substance of things hoped for, the ev evidence of things not seen. So we begin to understand what faith is. I, I can't see it, but I'm believing. It's just like what we were singing today. We were beginning to, to, to sing things out of our mouth, we were beginning to prophesy things out of our mouth that there's a favor, that, that, that there's favor on our life, there's a breaking, there's a shifting, and see, that's so important, because, you know, the, one of the other things that I've covered over the, over the course of these uh, few weeks is that you will never rise above your confession of faith. So it's like, you know, it's like when we sing songs like that, I mean, you know, things like that sometimes get down on my spirit. You know, even when I don't feel like singing, I sing. Because you know what? I'm glorifying God. It's not about me. It's not about how I feel. It's about me singing before the Lord. Amen. Amen. Everybody with me? Because it's, it's good to sing, sing unto the Lord. Even when I don't feel like singing to the Lord, I choose to praise the Lord. But know this. You will never rise above your confession of faith. You will never rise above the things that come out of your mouth. You know, if you, if you every day, you know, man, being a Christian, you know, you, you, can you have a rough day? Yeah, you can have a rough day. Can you, can you have two rough days? Yeah, you can have two rough days. But I'm telling you, we're not supposed to stay there. Amen? We're not supposed to be, you know, uh, you know holding pity parties for us. Well, you know, I'm having another bad day. I mean, there are plenty of people that are having bad days. Amen? But the thing about the body of Christ I want you to understand is that we should be the ones that have answers for people. Hey, when you're having a bad day, you know what? Let me pray for you. How can I help get you out of this? How can I, how can I come alongside you and, and, and be a blessing in your life? Amen? So know this, that you will never rise above your confession of faith. And you you know, the other thing was faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. So how is faith built up in our life? Faith comes by hearing. So these are three strong points that I, I want you guys. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. You, when you hear the word of God preached, that's how faith gets built up in your life. You know, people, faith is not, well, I have this faith, I have that. That's not what faith is. The world has given faith a, a, a bad name. You, there was a Bon Jovi song or something like that. Wasn't there, wasn't there a Bon Jovi song? You give love a bad name. But anyway, I stepped back in time there for a second. You guys leave me alone. So Bon Jovi talking stuff. Yeah, that was back in the day. When music was a lot better, I will have to say, it was a lot better than, than, than it is now, I think. I don't even listen to music now, so 
but praise the Lord. I listen to sermons a lot. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith comes. So we know how faith comes. It comes by hearing. It comes by the preaching of the word. It comes, it comes by being in church on Sunday morning. It comes by a, a midweek service. It comes by listening to podcasts. Things that build up your faith. You know, I, you know that if there's one thing I would say to, to you as, as a child of God, when you begin to pour things into your spirit, when you begin to listen to things that, that encourage you and build faith, man, it, it, it will do something to you. It will stir something up in you. So I don't want to be the same. I don't want to stay at this location. You know, I've got to figure out how I advance and how I continue to move past this location. And see, that's one of the things about faith. Faith comes by hearing. So it's important that you get faith put in you. I mean, people will watch, you know, on the average, people watch 28 to 32 hours of TV a week. How in the world do people do that? I, 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 don't, I don't even, I think about the, the, the number of, how, how could you watch 28 hours of TV? I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm asking because I don't know how that's possible. There are not enough hours in the day for me to think that I could sit and watch that much TV a week. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go into technology. Praise God, I'm going to keep moving here. So, let's, um, so let's, this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about fighting the good fight of faith. And, you know, one of the things that I want you to understand as a born-again believer, Kenneth Hagin said this many, many years ago, and he was a, he was a spirit-filled Holy Ghost preacher man, and, 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 I, and I love him dearly. I love his, his writings, and I love his books, but he, he said, the only fight that the believer, the Christian, should ever fight is the fight of faith, is the fight of faith. That's the, you know, that's the only, we shouldn't be fighting one another. Churches shouldn't be fighting one another. You know, even as we were in Morganton this week, you know, we, we were assembled with other churches. You know, this, this one brother, man, he was like seven foot tall. I don't know how big he was. He was a big man. I stood beside him. I think I'd come up to about his belly button or something. But, but he was a big man. And he was like, when he talked to me, he'd get down here like this. And I was like, like this, you know. And, and, uh, but, you know, faith is built, you know, in, in the fight. And sometimes we got to fight. And even, even being in Morgantown, people walking by, and, you know, and, and, and it's like, you know, you've got to fight to get the name of Jesus out, to proclaim the name of Jesus. There, there, there's a fight involved. And I'm, I'm going to read down through some things here, but, you know, I just want you to follow along with me today because understand something, that with faith, with faith, there's going to be a fight. And you know what? What I can tell you that as a believer, you're a winner. You're a winner, and you've got to begin. Even think of, going back to what I said, your confession, your confession. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I wake up today saying, I'm a winner. Amen. I'm, I'm not a loser. I'm not the loser man. I'm the winner man. So that's, that's from Hawaii, but, but, but come on, man. Yeah, so that's Jamaican. I don't know where I'm going. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6.12. If you have Bibles, let's go here real quick. Ephesians 6.12. So we're talking about fighting the good fight of faith. Ephesians 6.12. And this is a, a common passage that, that many, many of you know. But you know, sometimes, you know, when you're in a fight and if you don't know who you're fighting, things get real clouded. They, they, get, real, they get real clouded. Because you know what happens that as, as a human being, as, uh, as, as uh, the, you know, man's nature of being in our flesh, we can think a lot of times that the battle is with people. That the, that the battle, that we're looking at someone and saying that the battle is with them. 
But you know, no, I'm going to tell you that there, there, well, it can be with people. However, you have to have the, the, the eyes and the mind of Christ to recognize spiritually that things are going on. That there is a real devil. There, there are real demons. And people, you know, we, we, we want to shy away from No, this stuff is real. And we can't be naive and numb to this. Now watch this. And, and because, you know, we love, we love this story and we love to do it with kids in, 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 you know, in, in camps and we love to, to, to teach kids about the armor of God, putting on the armor of God. But I'm telling you what, as a born-again believer, being 50, well, no, I'm not 50, but as I'm getting closer to that even age in my life, I've got to put this armor on every day. I've got to walk. I've got to walk as a soldier for the Lord. Amen? And, and now watch this. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So right here, right here at the very beginning, we're recognizing we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. People. We're not wrestling against, you, you know, people. It said, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Now, you, I want you to understand, even, even just to understand, as Adam sinned, he handed over his authority to the devil. The devil now roams the earth with demons. But one of the, you know what the good news is, though? That's been restored back to God's people. Through Christ, through the belief of Jesus Christ, and you know, and even today, if you, if you, you know, we talk about this Christ, if you don't know Christ today, you, you can meet Him. You can, you can come to know who Christ is today. And it's a simple thing. You, by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, you can receive Him as Lord today. Amen? Because, you know, the, the gift of salvation is a free gift given to all men, to all women, to all children. You know, even so with Mara, you know, back, to, back in Hawaii right now, you know, uh, with her family. You know, uh, you know, Drayden, he's 14 years old and he died. 19 days we've been in prayer for a young man that had a four-wheeler accident. And he passed away last week. We have, we have prayed. We've had prayer meetings. We've, we've, you know, we've, we've contended for his life. We spoke life. We spoke life. And we spoke life. But you know what the assurance is? The assurance is I know. I know that he's saved. You know, I remember the day that he walked into church with his family and he smiled from one ear to another. Uh, you know, after the fact. But he was weeping before God. At 10 or 11. I don't even know how old. 10 or 11 years old. Weeping before God. Giving his heart to Jesus Christ. That's a confidence that we have in knowing who our, who our God is. Amen. So back, back to faith here. So we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. It says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand. And so, you know, it's even important right here, when we're talking about fighting, and we're talking about, uh, talking about fighting the good fight of faith, that there's, there's a posture that we have to have. And can I tell you the posture that we have to have? We've got to learn to stand not run. Because, you know, a lot of people, when they hit an obstacle or they hit a wall, they run back to what is familiar. They run back to, a, 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 to, to doing something. This is, this is how I respond. But i got to tell you that in faith, when we put on the armor of God, we move to a place of positioning. And we move to a place where, you know what, we stand. And see, as a believer, I'm telling you, you know, you know, Abby was just talking about that before church, about the, the, the football player that was wearing a headband. And it, what, what did it say, Abby? It said something, man of God. And he got fined by the NFL for wearing a headband. 
You could wear a hand headband that said screw you to, to anybody and everything's okay. But here's a guy, a Christian, wearing a headband that says man of God and the NFL wants to find him. Come on, do you see, do you see what we're up against? That there is a spiritual wickedness in this world that we can't be naive and numb to. There is a spirit, you know, there is a spiritual wickedness. You know, people talk about one world government. This, this stuff is real. You know, in Switzerland right now, they're putting chips and hands in, in people's foreheads. That's Bible prophecy. It says in the last days, these are the things that are going to happen. People are starting their cars with their hands. The technology has arrived. It's been around for a good 10, 15 years now. But, I'm, but you know, we need, we, you know, and I'm not a doomsdayer. I believe that the church is going to be in revival before the return of Christ. You know, before the return of Christ, I believe the church is going to be in revival. But you know what? We can't be naive and we can't be numb to the things that are actually happening in the world because there is wickedness. And you know what? But where there is wickedness, and we, we said it this week, where there is light, light will always push, push back darkness. So that's the responsibility of the church. That's faith. Light will push back darkness. Amen. You are the light. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. As a born-again believer, you are light. It says, so take up the whole armor of God that you may be able, hmm, hallelujah, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. The truth is, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the truth is Jesus Christ. There are no other gods. There are no other gods. There is one, there's one God. His name is Jesus. He come and died. No, you know, and people say, what about Buddha? What about Allah? What about all the, you know. No other God died for our sins. None. Zilch, zero, none. No other God had, had, had been put on a cross for you or me. So as Christian, you know, and we should never confuse this because, I, you know, I even hear Christians say, well, we need to be tolerant. You know, it's not about being tolerant. You have to understand that there is a wickedness and an agenda in this world to pull people away from God. And it exists. It exists, every, it exists everywhere in our society, from TV commercials to the cartoons kids watch. I'm not trying to be an alarmist, but I'm telling you, you can see the wickedness even in cartoons. You know, somebody was talking about the new movie that was out. What, what was the movie that was out? Somebody was, I don't even know what it was. It was uh, The Addams Family. It was, a, it was a kid-friendly type thing. You know, The Addams Family, what it was, you know, Lurk walked around, and it was black and white when we, when we you guys, believe it or not, Black and white TV was real, you know. You, you guys are in the digital age, but but they were talking about the Adams family at the movie, and that you know, it, 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 even in that movie, here's here's a place where they were pulling out a Ouija board. Do do you understand that this is what the world wants to do? It wants to throw out things to to make it seem like it's acceptable. You, you know, so we can't be naive and we can't be numb to this stuff. And, you know, the guy that was in the movie theater with his kids, he said, I looked at my wife and I looked at her and I said, we've got to get out of here. Grabbed his kids and left. This is PG. This is just, this is PG. This is what's normal. So you've got to, you've got to understand. You've got to watch and you've got to have eyes. You know, you want to talk about faith, building faith up in your kids? You know, you've got to watch what gets into them. You've got to, you've got to protect your kids because, you know what, the world's not going to protect your kids. You yeah, I mean, this is serious stuff. This is serious stuff. Stand therefore, having girded your, your waist with truth, 
I'm going to try to get through this today. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, you're the righteousness of Christ. When you're born again, when you're a born again believer, you become the righteousness of Christ. God sees you as righteous. Amen. And have shod your feet with preparation and the gospel of peace. And, and, and what this? And it says, above all, above all. And I, even as I read this this, this week and, and I was reading it, above all, above, and I see it as like, above all these things. Above all these things that I'm talking about, it says, take up the shield of faith, which we were able to quench the fiery darts of wicked, from the wicked one. So, so how, do, how do we win with faith? With the shield of faith. How do you win these battles in your life? With faith. And the Bible says it's, it's impossible to please God without faith. So what pleases God? Faith. Faith pleases God. What is faith? Faith is, right? You, you see where I'm going? We never rise above the confession of our faith. Faith comes by hearing. Faith is. So we get a clear definition of what faith is in our life and why we should operate in faith. Now, this is what I want to point out. You know, even out of this, and I'll finish that. It says, take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You know, we've been preaching a lot about the Word of God. You need to be in church. Absolutely. Church is great. But you know what? You need the Word of God as, as your sword. You need the Word of God as your source. You know, we'll, you know, Pastor Moran and I, we'll, we'll go into battle with anybody. We'll, we'll, we'll go into the trenches, and we'll pray, and we'll pray. But I'm going to tell you, there's something about the Word of God. When you have it on the inside of you, that's where you learn to fight. You learn to fight with the Word of God. So, because, you know, this is the thing. Battles are going to come. Battles are going to come. You know, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, it, you, you have to understand, you know, battles are, are, are you're going you're gonna to be in some battles. And you know, you, you have to learn, hey, I'm going to win. I'm going to win at this battle. See, that's the fight. It's not, you're not fighting against people. People will come. They will always come. People you love will come. And that's the hardest. That, that's the hard, you know, that's, especially when you get saved. Oh, holy, holy now. Yeah. Still in the wagon, Brad. You know, I heard that for the first five years of, you know, hanging my old, my old, old friends. You know, you quit drinking, you quit doing things that used to, you quit doing things of the world. You know, you, you meet up with them. Oh, you're on the wagons. No, I'm not on the wagon. I got Jesus. I got, I got, the, I got Jesus in my life. Oh, you're one of those Jesus for guys. Yeah, I am. I, I, crazy for the Lord. Amen. Not crazy in the world like I used to be. Amen. <laughs> God is good. See, this is what God does. It says, take up the helm of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. You've got to use the Word. You've got to fight these battles with the Word of God, not with your mind. Because, you know, when you go into battle and you want to use your mind, you know what? The devil's going to stomp all over your head. He's going to run around in your head. He's going to, he's going to, da, 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 da. And you're going, to, you're going to lose all the confidence that you have because, you know, our confidence comes from, from, from God as a born-again believer. And the devil, will, you know, he'll just make you run. And that's, what, that, that's the way out for I just run. I run away from my problems because I, I don't want to be confronted with anything. I just run away from it. And that's not what faith is. Faith will confront things head on. You know, I speak from a place of victory because I've had some victories in my life where I've had to, I've had to learn to fight and I've had to learn to go after things. Amen? And many of you in here, you've had to learn to fight. You've had to learn to go after things. See, that's, that's Jesus in you. But see, when, you, when an obstacle comes, man, that's where you've got to say, okay, I've got it in me to overcome. 
I begin to speak, and I begin, you know, I begin to speak, and I begin to declare. There's, there's a favor. There's a breaking. I'm going to see myself through this. Amen? That's, that's where things begin to change. When things begin to come out of your mouth. When things begin, things begin to change that way. You know, everyone going into their own promised land must, you, you're going, you must expect that there's going to be a resistance. Not, you know, if, if it were easy and available to, to every, you know, it, it, you know, it would be that simple. But see, things aren't easy all the times. Your salvation, I don't know if it was easy for you. It was hard for me because all I wanted to do was I wanted, I wanted God to give me a sign. I wanted God to show me how, how big he was. How stupid was I? That I? Because I know God now. Lord, if, if you want me, this one individual out of six billion people to serve you, show me a sign. And that's what he should have done. Brad. <laughs> you know? But, see, but understand, God loves the one person. You know what his sign was to me? He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for me. That was his sign. And you know what it was? I began to believe it. And I began to believe the things in the Bible. And I began to read the Word. And I began to say, man, this is for me. This is for me. I can grow in faith. I can move in faith. And I'm going to tell you, this, this happens over time. People, you know, you, you, we think sometimes, you know, we read the story of Abraham and we think, well, this day it happened and then the next day it happened. This is over a hundred year period of time. It, 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 faith, faith is building in our life. Amen. Jim, right? Doesn't faith build over time? You begin to have faith for new things. I mean, I, I, I love talking to Jim. And I, I love talking to people that have been Christians for a long time. Because they fought some battles. Amen. They've won at some battles. They're winning. You know what? You know how I know they're in church today? They're winning. Amen. They're winning. Praise God. You know, Deuteronomy 1.8 says, See, I have given you this land. Go and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to you and your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to the descendants after them. This was, this was given to Mo Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 1.8. And you know what happens shortly right after? They go into the wilderness and they're there for 40 years. Crying out to God, why are you giving us manna? Why, why, are, you, why are you raining down manna? We, we're, we're tired of manna. For 40 years they were in the wilderness. And two guys, Caleb and Joshua, step up and say, you know what? We can, take, we can take this land. We can take this land. These giants, they're nothing. We can take this land. And I'm telling you, that's where faith, that's where faith, we, we have to learn that there, there, there is a fight to the faith. You know, if there's no opposition, then there's no inheritance. You get that? If, if there's no opposition... To the fights that we fight, there's no inheritance. We get to the end and we just we kick back, relax. No, there is an inheritance at the end when you're pushing and fighting for something. Amen? You know, I, I, I remember early on in our life, I mean, you know, it's like even in marriage, the first three, four, and five years, seven years, I mean, you know, there, there's, a, there, there's a fight in the aspect of faith in marriage. Because you're learning about stuff. You don't have it all figured out. I mean, I know Zane, you're newlywed. You don't have it all figured out. But you know what we did in faith? We went, to the, we went to marriage seminars. We learned how to talk. You know, and guess what? We've been married 21 years. We're still learning how to talk to one another. 
You, and, and I'm not, you know, we love each other. And we've, we've learned, we've learned, you know, this is pointless to, 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 to fight about. This is pointless to, 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 to get into any, you know, if you've been married any amount of time, you, you know where the pointless battles are at sometimes. But, you know, it's like, nobody's going to win. It doesn't matter. You know, so you just quit, right? Amen. I'm, I did, that wasn't a part of my sermon. It was just bonus material. So. But, you know, you, you learn. You learn, you, you learn through faith. You, you learn what's important, amen? And you just understand that growing your faith is, is vitally, vitally important. You know, 1 Corinthians 16, 9, and, and, and this is what Paul says. It says, For a great and effective door has been opened for me, but there are many adversaries. So the Apostle Paul says, even though when a door opens up, even though when things begin to look like, aha, you have that aha moment, just know that there may be, there may be some adversaries. I shouldn't say maybe no, but there, there will be adversaries. There will be, there will be things there that want to keep you from advancing in God. So, so I, I just, I'm presenting a news flash to you guys today. Understand that there's a real enemy. There's a real devil. And you know what? That, that we, we fight. But I want to tell you, we can't give excuses to, it's always the enemy. So I'm going to shift gears now because I want, to, I, want to, I want to show you some things because there are some things that I believe that we as born-again believers, if we can get a hold of and we can get the revelation of, we'll, we'll walk free from the enemy a lot of times. And, you know, I'm going to make three points today. Are you guys still with me? Okay, praise God. So, you know, I'm going to get into this, but recognizing your enemy. You have to recognize your enemy. And point number one is sin. Sin will always squelch faith. Sin will always pull you backwards. Sin will, <laughs> you know, sin will, will, will block faith. It's one of, the, one of the biggest and greatest faith blockers is sin. Is sin in our life. You know, when I, you know, when I thought about this, there's many, there's many references to sin. But see, you know, once you get born again, once you get saved, you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. So if you, you get outside of God, you, 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 you know what sin is. You know that, you know that there's a level of conviction in, in God's wanting to, to, to do some things in your life to make things, to, to make things easier for you. There's a, there's a fight. There's the flesh. The, f the flesh will fight against that. But I'm going to tell you, that's where the spirit, man, that's where you, you can't ignore the spirit of God in your life to begin to push those things out. You know, in Joshua, Joshua 1.3, and this is, what, this is what the Lord told Joshua. He said, everywhere your foot shall tread, I will give you the land. So this is what, this is what God told Joshua. He said, everywhere that your foot shall tread, I will give you the land. I mean, we make that a prayer point. That, you know, even coming to Fairmont, coming to Morgan, everywhere our foot shall tread, God will give us the land. But you have to understand, there are conditions that come along with this. God will give us the land. He'll give us the areas that we desire. But you know what? We, we've got to walk free of sin. I can't go out, you know, I can't go out and sleep with other women and be a pastor of this church, right? It's not going to work. It's not going to fly. You know, and the thing about it is, yeah, it could work for a couple, two or three months. But God's not going to bless that, Amen. Because I'm walking in sin. So we, we've got to walk free of sin. You've got to walk free of sin in your life. You know, in Joshua chapter 7, what you'll see, you know, they, they, the walls of Jericho come down. And you know, what a great story. 
And I think, you know, we, we see that as one of those kids' stories too, you know, that the walls of Jericho come down, they marched around the city, and the walls actually come down. This is huge. This, is, this was how big our God was. The walls of Jericho came down. And then in chapter 7, you move over and see they're going through and they're taking the land. Just as God had promised, they're going in and taking ground for the Lord. But you know what happened? Sin entered the camp. A man by the name of Achan had stole some, had stole some stuff as they were looting things. God had commanded them, told them, you don't take anything. You leave everything there. You take no idols, you take no, you take no treasures, you leave everything there. But you know what Achan did? Achan, he, he, he went and he, he possessed some of this stuff, and he grabbed some of this stuff, and he hid it under his tent. And then when, then when uh, Joshua had sent more people into battle, battle against Ai, they, they were in battle. And their men were defeated. Thirty-six men were, 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 were slain down by another village. And, and you know, Joshua was like, what's going on? God, you've, you said in your word. Do you know what he did? He went back and he reminded them what his word. Lord, you said in your word that you would give us the land. And the Lord revealed to him right there. He said, there's sin. There's sin in your camp. And you've got to get rid of sin before sin gets rid of you. I mean, that, 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 man, I'm telling you, this is how important this is. You know, you, when you ask people, are you, are you ready for the return of Christ? Are you ready? You know, my fear is that there are a generation, 20, 30, 40-something-year-olds, they're, they're not ready. And that make, that, that, that's sad. I'm not saying that I'm talking 50 or 60 or 70, but there's a generation of people that aren't ready for the return of Christ. I mean, if he were to return today, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is it really written in the... Is it there? Because, you know, understand something. Even as a pastor, even if we're preaching to five people or we're preaching to 500 people, the most important thing is that your name's there. See, that's, that's our job. That's our job as pastors. That's our job as men. I love everything about the Word of God. But if your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, I, you know, I, and you're not, you need to hear it from the pulpit. You need to hear how serious this is. Because God loves you. Amen? He loves you. It's, it's the most important thing. But sin is an enemy to faith. And you'll find out that, you know, in chapter 7, you know, and how they dealt with the situation was they, they killed him. They got, they got rid of sin. It wasn't going to stand before, before Joshua, before the Lord. It's not just Joshua. He, you know, Joshua was representing the Lord, but it wasn't going to stand. So he, they got rid of sin. It's how, it's how serious they took in the Old Testament. Just kill him. Get, get rid of it. I mean, it's, it's very serious. You know, it's important that you understand sin is, is, is a hindrance to, to your faith. So if you want to grow in faith, you know, always examine your life. Look at sin. Is there something that I've got to get rid of? Is there something that I have to do? Is there something holding me in a bondage? Is there something reoccurring that, that, that just comes back every once in a while and I've not mastered that? See, it's important that you master sin and you take care of sin. You know, Hebrews 4, 14, 16 says, Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us, let us hold fast our confession. Again, is our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. He knows. Jesus was, you have to, he was here on earth as a man and he was tempted in every way just like you and I were. Sexual sin? Yes, yeah, sexual sin. Uh, you know, perversion? Yeah, all, all, everything he was, he was 
Everything came at him the same way that it comes at us. Everything. It, it, it never changed. And Jesus was without, was, was without sin. And it says, But within all points tempted as we are, yet without sin, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we have, may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. So we have a Jesus, we have a Savior that we can come to, that we can confess our sins and say, you know what, hey, I, I want to make things right and I want to get things right with the Lord in my heart. When do you do that? You do that when you, when, you feel the, you, when you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Do you do it in church? Yeah, you do it in church. Can you do it at home? Yeah, you do it at home. You know, I, I, you know the Bible says, you know, confess your sins among, to, to, to your brothers. You do that too. You know, if there are things that you've got to work on, things that you need, you know, you, you do those things to make sure that your heart is right with God. That's, 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 why, that's why we're here. Above else, that's why we're here. Number one was sin. You have to get rid of sin. Number two, offense. Oh, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. We do a whole series on offense, and it's important. Things that hinder faith. Sin hinders faith. Offense, hinder, will, will, offense, being offended, will hinder your faith. It'll block you from growing. It'll keep you, it'll, it'll keep shackles on your feet. You, you know, you'll watch everybody else advance and wonder what's going on. And, 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 you know, and I'm going to tell you, it's because of offense a lot of times. You know, I have met so many offended Christians here. And my heart aches. It aches for people. It, it, it aches for people that, 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 that walk in offense or stay in offense because, see, God wants people to come out of that. He wants people to walk in forgiveness. You know why? Because He forgave us. Oh, my. There's a real revelation right there. I can forgive others. Why? Because Jesus Christ Himself forgave me. We talked about it Thursday night, you know. We'll, we'll hold people in contempt, in judgment, our whole life. Well, you know, they, them, they, he, she, hurt me. Walk free of offense. Because I'm telling you, that it's a blocker. You know, understand, it's a blocker. You know, Matthew 24.10, and, and this is Jesus in the end times in the Bible. And, um, you know, Jesus, he's, he's talking about a list of things, and he's going down through a list of things, as what it's, what it's going to be like in the last days. In Matthew 24.10, it says, And then many will offend and will betray one another. So in the last days, understand that many will be offended. Many will betray one another through offense. John Bevere is, is, is an amazing teacher. The Bait of Satan, if you don't have that book, I encourage you to buy that book. It's, it's over 25 years old, but it's one of the best books on offense that, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, it was like eye-opening. When we taught this in Hana, man, we watched shackles break off people. You know, everywhere we go, we teach this because we know that God, we know that the enemy likes to lock people up here. But when God releases people in this, man, they, they fly. They soar like eagles. Amen. Amen. I'll amen that. Praise God. They soar like eagles. I'm going to read it again. 2410. It says, Then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. If there's ever a time that I've heard the word hate mentioned so many times, it's, it's, it's today. I hate the President of the United States. 30 years ago, you'd have never heard that. 40 years ago, 50 years ago, somebody has slapped you if they said that. It wouldn't matter if you were a Democrat or Republican. If you said you hated the president, somebody would have punched you right in the mouth. It, 
That's the truth. And now we, we can go on national TV talking about how we want to take people out and how we hate them. How we, we hate the president. We hate Obama. We hate Trump. I'm, I, you, do you see? I, I don't care. what Republican, it doesn't matter. Hate is a strong word. And this is what the Bible's, ta the Bible's talking about this, guys. So it's like we've got to have the real revelation that this is what's going on. This is what, you know, people are getting offended. And, you know, then it goes on to say that many false prophets, many, everybody say, well, not many, but they'll say false prophets. Say, false prophets will arise and deceive many. That's, many's a bunch. Many's not just, it doesn't say false prophets will arise and uh, will deceive a few. No, it says will deceive many. So you, you have to understand, please hear my heart, walk free of offense. If someone's offended you, man, you, you know, go, go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. If someone has offended you, you go to the Lord. And you know what, you seek His forgiveness. And if the Lord directs you, you know, go, go to that person, talk to that person. Go, go talk to that person. If the Lord directs you there, go, do that. And I want to encourage you, if someone's offended you, you're hurt by someone, it's okay to go talk to them. It's very scriptural. It's what the Bible says we should do. Amen? That we should go and we should talk to someone. Rather than, you know, when we get things stirred up in us, when we get things in us, we get locked up. And I'm telling you, you know, I've, like I said, I've been here now almost a year. We've been in Fairmont. And, you know, the number of things, I've quit going to church because of this reason or that reason or that reason. And I'm not saying people don't have legitimate reasons why they get hurt. Because you can't get hurt. You can get hurt by people. But listen, you know, it, it, it kind of reminds me. It reminds me of uh, Saul and David. It was John of the Rear, and he said this. He says, when those who have been placed in my life to lead me and train me, betray me and turn against me, because this happens, and I want you to understand it does happen. As Saul turned against David, I will follow the example of David and refuse to let hope die in my heart. I will refuse to let even, you know, you understand that when Saul, he, he, he made a decision to come after David, he, he, was, he was going to have his head. Saul would not turn his heart away from David. So you, you see what we have to do with offenses. We have to choose. We have to say, you know what, God? God, you're a good God. God, I thank you. Lord, I, I want to walk free of offense. I don't want to hold. I, I don't want to harbor things in my heart. You know, and, and I'm going to tell you, I speak from experience. I'm not preaching anything to you guys up here that I haven't had to walk out in my own life through forgiveness, through offense. And I'm telling you what, what I'm going to tell you, it is better on the other side than to carry it and to walk with it. You know, if I feel like I'm getting offended over anything, you know what, I release it quickly because I know it's, a, it's, a, it's deception and it's a lie of the devil. And you know what he does is he pulls you in and he says, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to let this run through your head. I'm going to let this run through your head. And then, you know what happens? People leave church. They get mad. They get Something, something happens. They just, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated. Well, I just, you know. Church wants my money, you know, this and that. And they always talk about money. It's always like the number one thing why people leave church. Well, you know, they're just always talking about money. You know, I, praise God we talk about money. The reason we take up offerings is it's a blessing to you. It blesses the church, amen. But the blessing is yours. I'm not preaching about that today, but, you know, praise God. 
Again, because, you know, in, in my heart, you know why? It's because we're going to be a church that blesses people. We went to Morgantown. We didn't take any church money to go to Morgantown and go up and worship. You know, nobody got paid. We were up there worshiping Jesus, leading people to Christ. Because we love the Lord. You know, we put our own gas. We went out to dinner afterwards. Had bad service. But I'm not offended. Amen? <laughs> Understand? I'm not offended. We didn't... We, that we sat for 45 minutes before anybody waited on us. Anyway... But I wasn't offended. You know what we did? We laughed and carried on with the waiter. And his name was Braxton. See, we, didn't, we, we learned a waiter's name. So don't listen to me. Don't let offense grow in your heart. Number two, an enemy. The, the, an enemy. And these are general things that I'm throwing out today. And things that we could really go into depth in. But don't let offense. You know, John, John Bevere said this too. Because I wrote in these quotes. It says, trials in life will expose what is in your heart. Trials in life will expose what's in your heart. You're going to run? You're going to look back? You're going to look, keep looking back? Are you going to say, you know what, I'm going, to, I'm going to advance. I'm going to move forward. There will always be somebody there wanting to pull you back. That's truth. There will always be some. Come on, come my way. You know, and, 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 you know I, people don't like watching people rise up. They, they don't. That's, a, that's the devil. That's the enemy. You know, I remember working a job. I moved back to Ritchie County, our hometown. And I was sitting with a lady, and I got hired. It was, it was a job, and I was, you know, and uh, they hired me. My, my salary was like 19000 And the lady sitting across from the, 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 the table said, well, that's a good salary for you. That's a good starting point. You can go down to DHHR, and you can still get your food stamps, and you can get this, and you can get that. And you can... Guess what I did? I got offended. But I, I, I chose not to be offended. And there was nothing wrong with it. You know, at that point, you know, that was a better job than what I had making $15,000 a year. So it, I was advancing, amen? But even at the place I knew that I took that position, even within a year, I went from nineteen to 26000 because I worked hard. I worked hard. And then I got another raise. But you know what? I knew, even when she spoke that, I'm not staying, you know? You know, because that's what people will do. You know, you should stay right here. You should do it like I did it. Be a, be a part of the system. And, you know, and, and, and at the end of it, you'll have a raise. You know, you'll have 10 raises and you'll have made 10,000 more dollars. You know, you, you, everybody wants you to go through it the way they went through it. But with God, I'm going to tell you, understand, but with God, you can leapfrog people. You can advance past people. Amen. You know, why does God want you to why does God want you to have money? Why does God want you to be blessed? So you can be a blessing to other people. When, when we get the revelation of that man, everything changes. I mean, God, you know, I, I pray. I mean, we're getting ready to go into a new year. We'll, we'll sit down and we'll talk. God, this is what we want to make this year. God, I thank you. And my wife taught me that in faith. The first time I, I sit down with my wife and we were we were said, she looked, we should pray for our income. I was like, yeah, praise Jesus. Well, let's pray for 45000 this year. Newly married, let's pray for 45000 That was a bit of a stretch. She said, let's pray for sixty. And I was like, honey, you know, faith. Faith. Sometimes you find the women. And it's encouraging, amen. But there was faith. And she, she said, well, let's believe the Lord for sixty. Forty-five was stretching. Why, why not sixty? But at first I was like, you know, I'm in a job, honey, where I, I'm, I'm in the company. So it was like... I didn't see, like in the future, the forecast that I was going to be able to give myself a raise. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
But you know what God did? God opened up doors, and He opened up opportunities. And at the end of the year, when we looked at our income, it was right over $60,000 a year, praise Jesus. You know what we did? We tithed off of that potential 60. We were believing the Lord that we were going to make that. That's what we give. That's what we sowed. I mean, see, you see how things work in the kingdom? It's faith. It's faith. You begin to move and operate in faith. You know, the, the, the opposite of faith, faith is unbelief. It, it, you know, I, I choose to believe, and I want you to be a believer. I want you to be a born-again believer that chooses to believe. Amen? Offense. Don't allow offense. We're going to talk more about offense later. Because, you know, because it's important. It's important that we walk free of it. I mean, because, you know, everybody here has been hurt. Period. I'm not naive to that. I'm not numb to that. As, as a pastor, as a, as a minister of the gospel, people get hurt. Their feelings get hurt. Their toes get stepped on. Mine too. It's real. It hurts. You know, you know I had somebody look at me five, six weeks ago, sit in here and look at me and say, are you a phony? And I, I, it, it bugged me. I was, a, I was mad. I really went from, not offense, I just went to being mad. And then I realized, I've got to keep my joy. And all I did was laugh. Because he's not been where I've been. He's not had to go through. I mean, and you know, he's had his stuff, yes. But you know what? I've went through some stuff to get here too. You know, amen? We go through some stuff sometimes. But, but on the end of it, man, I'm telling you, we serve a God that will take care of that, wash all that away. You know what I did? I, I, I forgive him immediately. I didn't carry it in my heart. You know, I said something to Marina. was like, you know, I remember her saying, she was like, you just got to quit talking about that. And she was right. Sometimes you just got to, sometimes you just got to quit talking. Amen? Sometimes you just got to quit talking. Sometimes you just got to, you got to, you got to hush your mouth. There's wisdom there. You know, James, was it Jesse out there going, amen. <laughs> you know, the Bible says that if you lack wisdom, you should ask the Lord. That's what the Bible says. You know, sometimes we just got to, we got to just hush. And number three, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is an enemy of faith. You know, Matthew 18, 5, 17, it says, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. It doesn't mean you go to, you go to five church deacons and you go to, you go to four girlfriends and five, five best friends and you tell them, well, you know, I've just been hurt. And, you know, and, and you, you've been in a place where you just want to tell everybody about how hurt you are. And the Bible says, the Bible says, if you're at odd with someone, You've been hurt by someone. Go to them and tell them. And I'm going to tell you this. It's good to have people that you can confide in. Amen? It's good to know how, you, how, to, how to talk and how to process something some one time. You know, get good godly counsel from people. Don't, don't not, you know, and I'm going to tell you as a Christian, don't not get, and I know that's not proper, but don't, don't place yourself in a position where you're not getting godly counsel. If you're looking to get counsel from your, from your co-worker at work you've only known six weeks, you, you, you're making a big mistake. If you're looking to get marital advice from someone that's been divorced 12 times, that's not the person you get from. Go, go find someone that's been married for 25 years. Amen? That, that, that's been through some stuff that they, that they know. Someone that's going to pray for you. Someone that's going to help you get through this.
this stuff. Amen? That's where, you, that's where, that's where wisdom kicks in. But un, unforgiveness. So yeah, you, you, have to, you have to go to that person. And it says, if he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if, you will, but if he will not hear, take uh, with you one or two more. Then by mouth of the two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So it talks about this is the way you do it. You don't involve a party of 40 to help you figure out. You don't involve your family. Hear what I'm, hear what I'm saying. You don't have to get your family to be a part of your, 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 your stuff to get them on your side. You don't, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, you know, go to them by yourself, and if they won't listen... Go and bring two or three people with you, and I'm going to tell you, it'd be good if you had godly people going with you. Not your other offended uncle or aunt. <laughs> I'm just throwing out a lot of truth today. <laughs> I'm going to get them because they're on my side. No, that's not what we're talking about. Because then that three will turn into another 33. We're going to see if we can split the family now. See, that's how, God, that's how, that's how the enemy works. And this stuff, you know, as funny as it may be, this stuff happens all the time. Families split all the time over the most ridiculous things. Money being the one, you know, money being one of the main, main reasons why families struggle. But listen, you've got to walk in forgiveness. You've got to walk in forgiveness. 